1: Merritt is a licensed fiduciary and financial advisor who always places your needs first. Merritt works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Merritt Strunk.
2: Hey, welcome again to the Retirement of Broken Show. I'm your host, Merritt Strunk, and I just want to welcome you. If you're a regular listener here, welcome to the great Unbroken Nation. That's right. You're a member of the Unbroken Nation. And with me today is our senior producer, Matt McClure. Say howdy, Matt.
0: Howdy, Matt. (laughs) Howdy, Matt. (laughs) It's like, uh, what was it back in the day? Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.
2: Goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and i want to thank everybody for tuning in today and um just sharpening your your brains and your financial acumen that's what it's all about here today and you know if you haven't stopped by our retirementunbroken.com website please do that and you can also listen to the podcast there or get a link to go into wherever you have podcast outlets that you listen to and of course you know we're on the air every day um, on, no, not every day, it's every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 1170 a.m. and 96.1 FM in San Diego. But it's great that we do this in podcast too, so you can listen to it all throughout the country anytime you're doing anything. So reach out to us. You know, when you do, uh, do yourself a favor. Please ask us for, and you got to mention this, please and remember to ask us. This is for our radio and podcast listeners to get your essential reports. And we call this the uh, free retirement unbroken report and this has got tons of stuff in it the critical stuff you need in this day and age right uh talks about your goals your rates of return fees investment analysis net worth projections social security maximization retirement income taxes and much much more this is the kind of critical information you need to 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 have to understand where you are where you're headed and are there any options that you might need to consider so when i talk to people who are listeners and they reach out to us i just want to say thank you uh i'm full of gratitude um you know you get this it's been said that Gratitude is one of the greatest and most powerful feelings on the planet. And I agree. So, talking with our, our clients that listen, people that listen uh, to the show and the podcast, they said some nice things, um, you know, how educational the show is. And I, I love to get that feedback. And, and uh, you could drop us a line, let us know how we're doing. If you have any questions you want us to address on the air. We'll be happy to do that. So to, on today's show, um, I feel like. Um, by the way, Matt, I feel like what's what's the big buzz in the news these days? What are these folders everybody's finding in their garage or basements or all these government folks? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like saying, yeah, I feel like saying, you know, I have the top secret file here, and it's got your <laughs> retirement unbroken report here. I should have had some props. I should have had some props. <laughs> no. I should have. I should have done that. A big Um,
0: classified folder right across the front. Classified,
2: your eyes only. (laughs) Uh, So no, we're not going to open up the folder of classified information, but today we're going to touch on the market, uh, what's happened today and uh, inflation demonstration, which we often do. And then we're going to revisit some of these aspects of smart risk, um, smart safety, safe and smart tax and taxation. Okay. So that brings us to the uh, market update. Here we go. Uh, The uh, market was lower in afternoon trading here with the street digesting mixed uh, results from quarter four earnings as the season gets going here. So the big one, Microsoft uh, topped profit projections, but its revenues and guidance were disappointing, unfortunately. And And the, you know, they're part of the Part of the Dow and a big part of it, and uh, the Boeing uh, posted some unexpected losses, and that's too bad. You know, no, I know a lot of people that hold Boeing, and its revenues came in a little short of the forecast. The economic calendar is relatively light today, so uh, with a loan report being a, a third straight weekly gain for mar- mortgage applications, and I guess that's good because uh, you know housing had come down a little bit. Uh, treasury yields are mixed and the dollar is nudging to the downside while crude oil and gold prices are a little bit higher. Uh, Europe was mostly lower as investors continue to digest yesterday's flood of manufacturing and services data. So on the main indexes, uh, Dow Jones average was down 0.05 so no big deal but it boy it was really down for a while i mean we were looking somewhere close to 400 to the to the south right uh the s p index uh, dropped uh, 0.10 the nasdaq uh, was falling to uh, 0.23 uh, negative the vix and if you're a listener what's the vix i'll give you a chance to answer there in your car or at your home or your office with the vix That's right, that's the uh, fear index, or really in reality, it's the volatility index. So as people get worried, the VIX goes up, as volatility increases, the VIX goes up. So that was 0.49. Gold was up a half point and oil was up uh, 0.57, so a little more than a half point. The Feb- February 1 is the monetary policy decision approaching with the Fed. The Fed is expected to continue to uh, downshift to 25 basis points uh, in the lending rate. Uh, so that's after they've had a litany for uh, 75 points Uh, BIPs or basis points rate increases with a 50 BIPs rise in December. Okay, so they also have signaled uh, that the restrictive policy will continue to remain in place um, while they're hoping to go for a higher what's called a terminal rate uh, than expected. So that is the market recap of what's going on here. And Matt, can you go ahead and share the financial quote of the week, please?
1: And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for
0: the quote of the week. Of of course I can. I was gonna, I was going to say certainly I can, and then I changed my mind, and so it came out of certainly I can. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Right? Easy for me to say. First day with my new tongue. Um, all right. So yeah, our words of wisdom this week come from Evan Easer, uh, who was an American humorist. Uh, wrote Easer's comic dictionary way back in 1943. Also wrote twenty thousand quips and quotes. In 1968. So this is so this is one of those quips in quotes, only 19,999 to go. Um, so here we go. Evan Easer once said, quote, some taxpayers close their eyes, some stop their ears, some shut their mouths, but all pay through the nose.
2: <laughs> Got it. Check. Absolutely. All pay through the nose. Wonderful. What a what a nice combination. Um, you know, we're gonna talk about a little information about when, how you talk to a financial advisor? When should you do it? Why should you do it? How do you know if that's something you should do? And it dawned on me, Matt, that, that there's there's a couple different classifications uh, that I might throw out there for consideration. There are people who are proactive uh, when it comes to planning for their financial well being. They just say, "This is something we should do." Uh, I'm that person that takes care of that thing, and I'm going to go ahead and do it. And they may start that early in life and it's only going to help them those guys who do that they are going to uh end up in a better place because they regularly do that i'm going to give this the analogy of thinking about your career so these people who go ahead and take action and they're proactive about their financial well-being or their future uh when you use the metaphor for career well, these are the people that think about, well, what experience do I need? Um, how do I grow my income? What skill base or certifications do I need in order to make make more money, right? I'd say that that's, that's a pretty good analogy, kind of that kind of personality. Then there is a rather large segment of people who are more reactive, meaning that if something happens, then they'll pay attention to it. But other than that, they're getting on with life and work and so on and so forth. And they're not thinking about, you know, Someday I may need money because maybe they have money now and it just isn't uh, dawning on them. So they, in terms of being reactive, like I need to do something, when does that come into place? Well, normally something bad, right? So and the career metaphor, how would that work? It'd be somebody like who, who got fired or maybe it's the reverse of that maybe they get an unexpected promotion. Now I better think about something. I got more money. What do I do with this money? Uh, and, and the reverse of that is, you know, the career metaphor, I got fired. Well, now I have to think about getting another job instead of like thinking that through planning the steps, being worthy, you know, of a promotion, making sure you put those things in place. So kind of reactive, maybe they get passed over for a promotion, right? Oh, I better start thinking about that. You know, I don't like the way that happened now. Like, that's what I mean, reactive, right? In this case, it's like the pain of staying in the same situation in your life is more painful than than the change uh, and the moves you make. Right. That's what people change. A lot of people change was just too painful to stay exactly where they are. Now they've got to change. Right. Um, then there are folks that, that just don't think about it at all. They're really just not future oriented uh, or they may feel that it's so painful of a topic like taxes <laughs> that they just want to avoid it. They would avoid it and that means potentially actually you've just you just put off the pain that, that you're going to feel in the future um so you know they may find themselves doing the same job not really thinking about promotion just happy what they're doing they don't grow their skill base and potentially they might be marginalized or eventually retire without much i kind of feel like you know i tried to put the career metaphor in there that people can relate and it's like okay well who, who won of that the proactive people, the 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 reactive folks, or the folks that just avoid that conversation, procrastinate that conversation, right? Which which ones you know, which ones ended up better there? Um I'd have to say the proactive folks. You know? Would you agree, Matt?
0: Yeah. it's definitely not the ones who just, you know, sort of buried their head in the sand. Um, <laughs> I used to, I used to try that when I was a kid, um, in, in school, like with, with my homework, because I didn't like doing it. I wanted to, you know, go out mm. and play or, or watch cartoons or something. And, uh, you know, if you ignore it, it doesn't go away. It only makes the problem worse. <laughs> so that that's not a winning strategy.
2: <laughs> that's right. Much like taxes. You don't pay those taxes some time in your life <laughs> you're going to get some letters followed up by some you know legal authorities anyway <laughs> um so i would say that related to our topic here it does take a bit of frontal lobe activity right it's the strategic forethought um so let me share with you the reasons why m- maybe you may want to meet with an advisor or financial professional or a certified financial fiduciary like we are if you don't have a financial, I mean, a, a formal retirement plan, that's a good one. You can just ask yourself or ask your your spouse, honey, where did we put that retirement plan? No, right, if you don't have one of those and she's like, what retirement plan, right? So here's an example. If you're 40 years older, right? Near 40, I didn't say like 38, right? 38, 40, and you've never had that planning conversation, well, you need to get on your bicycle right? You need to get on your bicycle. That's another Southernism for you. You better get on your bicycle. That means you better hurry up, right? Uh, because many times if you aren't following a wealth growth plan by 40, uh, you may end up in some place you don't want to be in the future. Uh, you you want to make a, a good use of the time. So when it comes, and I say this often, I say in the book, and I've said it on the show before, when it comes to money, Time has a lot to do with it, right? Different strategies, different investments, compound interest, dollar cost averaging, investing over time, adding money. I've said the equation for wealth is something like this. An amount of money where you add a systematically additional amounts of money over time, at a rate of return. da where is Einstein at this point, right? Where, Where's where's Merritt's uh, MC square wealth formula? <laughs> I guess that's just a very easy way of, of, of saying it and trying to understand and, and really accenting the fact that the earlier you start, the better you are, right? Um, I, I'd say it was much about uh, real estate investing. The earlier you start in real, real estate investing, the better you're going to be, right? If, if, as long as there's no catastrophes along the way, but you can see, you know, people who amass great uh, wealth via real estate, they've started early on. If you, How about this one? If you don't understand the risk you're taking with your investments, I got to say this is super duper common. Risk with my investments. And again, if you're that person who never thinks about this, doesn't understand it, has some questions about it. I got it. It's very, very common. Every investment has a level of risk exposed to market volatility. There's a risk reward dance when it comes to investing, right? So every investment has a level of risk, but the higher risk, the higher potential reward, obviously for taking that risk, but also the greater potential for loss. The less risky, the lower the uh, potential for return and the lower the potential for loss. Makes sense, right? many people in this this last year where they have index funds 60 40 90 10 70 30 whatever the split would be between equities and bonds found out they actually had a lot more risk than they thought and the risk didn't come from specifically that exposure it's just everything was down at the same time and they weren't using certain strategies that would help hedge that When normal hedges don't work, what are the hedges that do work? You know, um, actively managed portfolios, tactically managed portfolios, those kind of things that we have talked about, bond alternatives at different shows, we've covered these things ad nauseum. So if you don't understand the risk you're taking in your investments, you need to know it. If you don't understand how to manage that risk as you get older, right? As we get older, we get a little less risky, not always, but most times uh starts right about uh, close to 50 and of course it does matter what how many assets you have right um you at during you get closer to 50 or you get closer to retirement you get more conservative right because you don't want to lose that money you're going to need that money makes sense right uh many times when we look at portfolios and we're doing our analysis of that we we always do a risk tolerance um calculation so that we end up with a quantitative risk tolerance number Risk tolerance number, what's that mean? That is the your number in terms of the percentage of your assets at risk to market volatility, but you could still go to sleep at night knowing you're going to be okay with that if there was a loss, right? You're not gnashing your teeth and waking up and checking everything and or checking your phone throughout the night going, how how much do we lose? How bad is it, right? Okay. Now, how about, should you pay off your home? Should you pay off your house? Get rid of that debt. Let's have a conversation about that. If you don't know that that's an option for you, let's do the math on it. If you don't understand what an expense ratio in your investments is, you need to talk to somebody. You need to understand these things. This is the critical information, right? And I would say also, if you don't know how much money you will have in the future, whether or not you need to change your strategy, why not? It's getting a little late for you to, to to know that that's a huge one, right? People fear running out of money in retirement. And how long are you prepared to go on not knowing that, right? Matt, I've hit you with that one before, brother, where I would say, all right, Matt, do you know if you're going to have enough money over your lifetime so that you don't ever run out of money? And, and, and you say, no, I don't know that. And then the next one is, well, how long are you prepared to go on not knowing?
0: that, that peace of mind that would come with knowing and being prepared is just like, it's worth so much. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would be like, okay, tell me, tell me now let's, let's figure this out.
2: Look, if I was a doctor and you were going to get some sort of dreadful disease, you didn't know it. Right. And, and, uh, and, what you want to, if you, if you could find out about it, what you want to have some proactive measurement of care uh, to mitigate those effects over time. Maybe you could just avoid it, uh, some disease totally. Well, the disease I'm talking about is poverty. You know, run out of money. That's that's no bueno. Uh, yuck. Who wants to do that? Everybody raise your hand. <laughs> Who out there wants to run out of money in their lifetime? Right nobody. Nobody. That's awful. Right. We're going to make sure that doesn't happen. That's the whole goal.
1: Want to know where your hard earned money is going? It's time for an inflation demonstration.
2: Consumers paid 14.3% more in electrical uh, costs last year on average. And this is according to uh, a website called utilitydive.com and they're, um, you know, inflation prices uh, for consumer uh, data. Um, So they paid 14.3% more um, last year uh, than in the previous year of that, 2021, according to consumer price uh, increase data, okay? And that was dated January the 12th and also uh, contributed to by the US Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the price of residential electricity is now projected in the coming years to rise more slowly. The Energy Information Administration on January 10th said it jumped to 15.07 cents per kilowatt hour last year from 13.66 cents, right? In 2021, it's projected to rise 15.45 cents kilowatt this year and by a penny more in 2024. Now, what if you're using um, gas? Gas prices have, have really increased. So electricity to heat homes, which are, you know a lot of homes are, are using that up north, they use like, heating oil and things like that. So electricity to heat the homes is expected to cost 10.2 percent more this winter that we're going through right now over last winter. Or let's put it in dollars and cents: thirteen hundred and fifty-nine dollars for the season, and that's according to the National Energy Assistance Directors Association. So. So let's just say, let's just you know, we're we're broadcasting out of San Diego here, <clears throat> San Diego, California, and let's say they pass that mileage tax, but then they have the ooh super gas tax, and then they have the utility increase between what is it nine o'clock, uh, four o'clock, and nine o'clock, something like that. I forgot the the bracket there. It's probably between uh, I guess between four p.m. and nine p.m. Like some astronomical percent increase in cost, and now. Those prices go up and with inflation and cost in the supply chain and commodities and so on. How can you keep taxing and raising prices? And and for somebody who's on a fixed income or low income or middle income, what the heck? No wonder people are moving out of California. But this is not just California's problem. It's everybody's problem. Right. So we talked about when you want to go and see a financial advisor how do you know you should do that we're going to get into this conversation about um risk you know retirees you know need to be aware of and how to how to have smart risk we always talk about the smart planning smart taxation smart fees now we're going to talk about smart risk so building your air quote smart plan by considering the risk that you will face over your retirement. That's something financial planners have to deal with all the time. We're constantly looking at as how do you check off the boxes and make sure that all those risks to your successful retirement and lifetime, how do we mitigate them? How do we prepare for them? How do we know to supply money to those certain things? So, smart risk is investing in an investment strategy that's designed to maximize returns while minimizing the risk. You hear that? What's a smart risk? Investment strategy is designed to maximize returns while minimizing risk. So smart risk investing is based on the concept that all investments carry some amount of risk like we talked about. And the only way to reduce that risk is to diversify your holdings, okay? Diversifying means investing in a variety of different asset classes, stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, and other financial instruments and investors need to consider their individual needs and goals and what their risk tolerance is so we're going to cover these uh different types of risk that you as an aspiring retiree or maybe an already retired person need to be aware of and that your plan needs to include but We're gonna get to that right after we break at the end of this first segment here, and then join us back. And we'll be talking about those things that you really should be planning for. And if you haven't considered some of them, then this will be very educational for you. So join us back here. My name is Merit Strunk. This is a Retirement Unbroken show. And um, stop by our website and during the break is retirementunbroken.com. We'll see you back.
0: How much risk are you willing to take with your investments? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. If you're a thrill seeker, you probably enjoy the adrenaline rush of jumping out of a plane, bungee jumping off a high cliff, or kayaking down a raging river. But when it comes to your finances, do you still find a lot of risk exciting? Or does the danger of losing your hard-earned money change your perspective? Think back for a moment to the 2008 financial crisis. Thanks to market risk and some shady Wall Street deals, the S&P 500 fell more than 46% between October 2007 and March 2009.
2: If you go back and look at the risk that we took 25, 30 years ago, and it was kind of way out there. And a lot of these firms, including some of the things that happened at Morgan Stanley, we were so mesmerized by the great trader and the money they made that uh, they got more and more autonomy until it was too late. We had huge losses.
0: That's former Morgan Stanley CEO John Mack speaking with Yahoo News. So how do you protect yourself if we have another year like that, or even another 2022 when the markets had their worst performance since 2008? Financial advisors will tell you that to maximize your investment growth, you need to take some risk with your money. Just be smart about it.
1: You want to have an actively managed portfolio strategy. You just do. It involves shifting investments in your portfolio to take advantage of pricing anomalies and strong market sectors. You want to reduce the risk. You want to have smart risk as part of your portfolio. You want to increase returns and you want to truly diversify your
0: portfolio. Active Wealth Management founder and President Ford Stokes says smart risk investing is based on the concept that all investments carry some amount of risk and that the only way to reduce that risk is to diversify. This means investing in a variety of different asset classes, such as stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, and other financial instruments. Everyone's situation is different, and that's why it's important to work with a fiduciary financial advisor to get the most out of your hard-earned and hard-saved money. So, how much risk are you willing to take with your retirement? That's a key question to consider as you invest for the future. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Structured notes involve risks not associated with an investment in ordinary debt securities. The securities are not bank deposits and are not insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or any other governmental agency, nor are they obligations of or guaranteed by a bank. The securities will not be listed on any securities exchange, and the secondary trading may be limited. Therefore, there may be little or no secondary market for the securities. Accordingly, you should be willing to hold your securities to maturity. The securities are subject to the credit risk of the issuing bank and any actual or anticipated changes to its credit rating or credit spreads may adversely affect the market value of the securities.
1: You're listening to the Buckeye Advisor. To schedule your free, no obligation consultation with Woody, visit thebuckeyeadvisor.com.
2: All right. Welcome back from the break. This is Merit Strunk at the Retirement Unbroken Show. And we just got through talking about how do you know uh, what if you should be talking to a financial advisor or a financial professional about your plan? And we covered all the, the different aspects about that. And hopefully that If that's you, then you dinged in your head here. You're like, hey, I don't have one of those. Maybe I should be calling it. And if you don't, if you don't know the answer to some of those questions and give us a call at eight five eight five two one nine seven zero zero or stop by the retirementunbroken.com website. Okay, so as promised, we're going to go through the risks that retirees and pre-retirees should consider and that their plans should accommodate for. And the first one is near and dear to all of our hearts. If you've got any money invested in the market, then you know this. This is called market risk. These are the things that, you know, your money will go up and down if it's in the market. If uh, if you are in the market uh, like last year, you definitely would have felt that. You could look and look at that negative percentage and go, yep, I have market risk. So the question is just how much. And what you need to know is how much of that is unnecessary risk. That's, a, that's right. Unnecessary uh, investment risk in order to meet your goals. I'll flip it around. Can you meet your retirement goals and remove some of the risk at the same time? That would be unnecessary risk. I'm gonna be fine, why do I need to risk this, right? You got it? Interest rate risk, interest rates change when there is a dip or a rise in the overall economy. So changes in interest rates can have a significant effect on American families and that they can affect the entire economy as a whole. So we're seeing that, we're living in that. The Fed uh, interest rate, you know lending rate has gone up and up and up and up that's helped drive the stock market down you may have had some investments that were affected by that okay well i will tell you this you certainly can't tell if you were trying to get a mortgage right inflation Woo! yeah how does that really affect it well we test um, retirement plans and our financial plans, and we test, we stress test them. Have you ever had your financial plan stress tested? How will you know how good it is if you don't stress test it? Inflation is that secret partner in your retirement that erodes your retirement dollar. Uh, what you spend in expenses today could be drastically higher in ten years from now. You know, you could be spending sixty five hundred bucks as an example, and that might turn into twenty thousand dollars a month. You know, well, yikes! You know. Due to inflation, that was fuzzy math. Those aren't exact numbers. If there's a compliance person listening, that was just an estimate right off the top of my head. Please read the disclosure down below. I'm kidding, you know, but we have to make sure when we're giving specifics and citing our sources. Okay, so that's the deal. Inflation can really be a killer and really derail your retirement if you do not account for it. In our plans that we do for people, many times we have a different lever that we have already planned on pulling in say five, six years from now that their income will go up. We've put provisions in place then maybe another five or six more years and they'll have a raise in their income again in their plan. Wow that would be nice so if you have guaranteed income you know your expenses coming in you know you're going to get a raise and you've accounted for all these other factors and i'd say you have a pretty good plan right that's well let's put it this way that's the goal not everybody can make that happen right depends on your situation public policy is a risk that's also potentially called legislative risk public policy and legislation affects everything from taxes retirement accounts like IRAs, uh, Roth IRAs, uh, 401Ks, 457s, things like that. It'll affect the rules of contribution limits and retirees should pay attention to the policies related to their pension plans, social security benefits, their healthcare coverage, any of those things. So be prepared or be aware of the latest tax law changes and how you can use them to your advantage. How does your plan need to adjust? And It's funny to say, but government agencies and people who have public office, they essentially go to work every day and ask themselves, what's a new rule? (laughs) What rule can we come up with today? (laughs) What law and legislation can we put in there today? What changes can we do to raise taxes? How can we fund our runaway spending? Those are all the questions. I'm sure they put it to themselves a little differently, but that's what they're dealing with. All right, how about timing risk? Timing. When are you going to retire? But you can't predict what happens to the market when you retire. What would it look like when you do? Your retirement may look a little different if you retire during a recession than it would in a more favorable market. Like if you retire and the next 3 years of your retirement your assets are growing astronomically because the market's up is great. If you retire and you have 3 subsequent consecutive down markets and you're drawing money from that, that is called the 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 uh, negative sequence of returns in retirement. Because as you're drawing down that money to fund your lifestyle, your bucket you're pulling from is getting smaller and smaller. And folks, if that bucket you're pulling from is tax deferred assets like a traditional IRA, and taxes go up and the rate of return goes down, but you're having to spend money, and let's say inflation is up at the same time, you have got the perfect plan it's actually the perfect storm and you could run out of money faster in your during your lifetime. That is disturbing. So negative sequence of returns, you need need to know either you're exposed to that or you're not based on your assets and your expenses and your life, your lifespan and to see what provisions can be put in place to make that happen. That is a severe one. And a lot of people right now, if they're in drawdown and they have tax deferred money and inflation is going up, and taxes go up at their lifetime, they potentially have the perfect storm for them. And it's a tough one. That is a really, really tough one. Okay. Uh, We do something that's called the two brothers. We compare two brothers, one retiring with three consecutive increase in in, uh, markets three years in a row. And then you randomly show the rest of the market returns and you show the other brother retiring where he has three down markets. So that brother B as compared to brother A runs out of money very quickly. Brother A, who retired with up markets at the beginning, while he's in drawdown, lasts a lot longer. His buckets were bigger. Okay, how do you how do you uh, deal with that, right? How about liquidity? Liquidity. Hmm. What's that mean? Well, it's a fancy financial advisor term, liquidity, which means you put your hands on your money and it's a lot locked up. It refers to the ease with which an asset can be bought or sold, liquidated, getting the cash without affecting you know, too much right, of your asset prices and it's not locked up. So you want a plan that allows sufficient access to savings, funds. You wanna make sure you have enough money in your savings account that you can put your hands on if something happened. You don't wanna to have to go and sell in a down market, things like that. We put that in people's plans. Okay, folks, it, it, this is an old financial advisor joke. They say, how much money will I need to retire? And the answer would be, I don't know. Tell me when you're going to die and how much you spend, right? So you don't know when you're going to die and you could live a very long time. It's like I say, we're going to live long. We're, we are living longer than um, than we have in past generations. And we're just doing it with pre- replacement parts many times. So if if you have longevity or you're going to live a long time and you just don't know it, you're probably going to need more money than you think. So here you go you'll probably live longer than you think and you'll probably need more money than, than you think, right? So if you do live a long time, we use a 90 or 95 year old uh, planning horizon in all of our plans. You need to make sure you could do that. And by the way, I know what you're saying. I don't wanna live that long. Many people say that, but they may not have a choice, right? They, they may live longer and sometimes maybe their health is not that great and that's gonna take money too um okay wow this is all silver lining cheery up stuff but these are the risks you have to uh deal with right so matt here's a here's a word question if you have a finite bucket of money and you're spending a lot of money and uh you just keep spending and spending and spending but that money is not growing as much it's not outpacing your spending is that a good thing or a bad thing (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> my uh, just off the top of my head i would say that's a bad thing uh bad, does not sound bad. good to me yeah
2: <laughs> right bad bad you need that button it goes bad 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 uh <laughs> so you know uh, it's a it's a you want to avoid uh unwise withdrawal rates in retirement fancy way of saying it. don't don't spend so much um, that at a rate of, uh, that's higher than what your assets can sustain or the rate of return can sustain. There used to be this, uh, thing called the 4% rule and, um, you know, all the financial, you know, economists and, and, uh, book writers out there, they were like, if you, uh, just take 4% of your assets per year that you'll, you'll, you'll be guaranteed to, um, you know, have enough money well, odds are. Right. That was the 4% rule. Well, with different market conditions and a low interest rate environment that we had not that long ago, boy, that got debunked pretty darn quick. Um, so you can't rely on the 4% rule. They revised it to three and then they revised it to two. And, and um, let's just say you got to do the math. You have to run the projections and uh, then you got to stress test it for the unknown. So you'll, in the, in the withdrawal and retirement and folks, if you're retired and you're taking money out of your assets right now, I want you to listen to this during tough economic times where the rate of return may be negative in the market we just had, you probably want to tighten your belt on your expenses. Um, you may want to put off some things so that what? So that you have money in the future. Don't continue spending like uh, bandits if uh, you don't have the assets to do that. You want to uh, Tough times require a little uh, tightening the belt, right? And then health expense is another risk. So later on in life, very typically, your expenses go up. As you get older, your healthcare expenses go up. Um, so we call that the retirement smile. You might've heard me talk about that before, where you're in the go-go years of your life and retirement and you're traveling, you're seeing the grandkids, you're doing fun stuff and you should. And at some point you go to the slow go and then you go to the no go, you know, the wheels are kind of rickety, right? So then your medical costs go up. so you may have high expenses at the beginning of your retirement, then slowly get to the other side of that. And then you have this, essentially what's means the retirement smile, your expenses could be much higher later on. So health expense, greater health expense is a risk. How about uh, a, spouse, love one, predeceasing you. Well, there goes one of your social security benefits. It could be you also lose a pension there's no pension continuation. So wait a minute, there goes the higher of the two social security, there goes the pension. That's a lot of money that just left the planet. Now you get to keep one of the social securities which is the higher of the two. The pension may be gone. Expenses might be a little less. Uh, taxes may go up, inflation may go up, whatever. You want to make sure that if you're in that situation, you've checked the box, you've done it and you found out what can happen if I lose my spouse in our planning in our preliminary planning, we do two things. We bump off the husband right away tomorrow. Uh, by the way, it's not polite to, to bump off the ladies and you know, uh, you, so it, and if you have to, you name them some other name, Carol. You know, Karen, you know, name them another name and just to show what it looks like. Okay. So the worst storm is you die, you don't. you go out for a date, you don't come back. It is San Diego after all. And, uh, people don't come back sometimes. That's unfortunate, but that's, that's our human frailty. Uh, it does happen. That's one of the risks. So if, if that person who has the, that's bringing in the money is gone, what's going to happen to you? Does mama and child, are they out of the house? Do they have to sell the house? does the child not get an education? We need to make sure that's covered. And at least that you understand that, right? Um, Okay. So what about fees? You got to watch out for fees too. You got to know what you're paying. So big fees, fees you're unaware of can also erode your profitability. Um, So those are the risks everyone has to account for in comprehensive planning. We are comprehensive planners, we're certified financial fiduciaries. We have to make sure each plan or recommendation is in your best interest. And how can a plan be comprehensive if it doesn't account for these risks or at least take, you know, walk you through them, check the boxes, are we gonna be okay? We like to say if the economy crashes, you're gonna be okay. If the stock market crashes, you're gonna be okay. If somebody gets sick, we've already gone through that scenario. We know what's going to happen. If somebody, uh, you know, uh, predeceases, you know what's going to happen and mom is going to be okay. Guys out there, that's your job. You promise to take care of mama, right? So that's part of what you committed to. And and why wouldn't you go through this for her, right? Yeah, I know. I put the the, the thumbscrews on you, right, to think about. Okay. So most uh, investments have fees. And like I mentioned, you got to know what they are, right? Some fees are are paid up front, some fees, fees are not paid up front, and they come out of your returns. And some you never see or never know of because they're not disclosed fees, non-disclosed fees. I can't tell you what they are because they haven't happened yet and they don't know how many they're going to be. Um, so I want to tell you a little bit, a uh, thing about structured notes. Just want to throw this concept out at you. We talked about them before. And um structured notes are a type of investment that combines the features of bonds and derivatives together they are issued by banks and other financial institutions they typically offer a return that is tied to the performance of an underlying asset such as a s p or a dow or you know maybe the let the lesser of the two uh maybe a, a commodity index or a basket of assets uh, so the two components of a structured note are the bond component the majority of your investment that uh, provides protection of your principal and then derivative component offers a potential value increase of the structured notes return this derivative can offer investors um, exposure to you know any asset class so um some offer a buffer note some offer a barrier there's Big differences between the two, and um, this can be a um, possible option for folks who want some downside covered, but still want the potential upside Uh, at the end of the term of the structured notes. Then you get your money back. Okay, Pretty cool. Uh, But those are an an example of something that you haven't heard us talk about that before. Then you've just got exposed to some new vehicle. Um, It's not real new. But it hasn't been out there forever and you may be unaware of it. Uh, If you hadn't listened to this show or if you hadn't talked to a financial advisor, you would not have known this. So one of the other things you could do is reduce your expense ratio, expense ratio. So for many funds, there's an expense ratio. There's a cost of the the investment and that's inside of the investment. So um, that shows how much of your assets in that investment is being used for administrative and operative operating costs right operating costs reduce your overall return of that investment and you can calculate the expense ratio by dividing the total fund cost with the total fund assets so if you reduce that expense ratio then you're also increasing your returns by uh, default right less expense more profit and there are uh, are investments that we can find that will have less sales expense ratio in there but you have to know whether that's right for you does it include the bells and whistles that you are looking for right in your plan okay um we talked we said that we were going to talk about uh, smart safe right we just got through talking about smart investment to kind of segue right into that without the intro so i apologize folks but now smart safe right SmartSafe is investing in an investment strategy designed to generate the highest possible return while keeping risk to a minimum. That would be smart, wouldn't it? Uh, We talked about unnecessary risk. So there are assets out there that will provide benefits to you um, during retirement. One of those might be, say, a guaranteed income stream or something like that, if that's appropriate. Um, And they are seen as an alternative to traditional bonds. So like a bond alternative that you could also get an income stream if you needed that in retirement. Uh, And it provides a way for investors to protect their retirement savings from market volatility. So it won't go down during market volatility, but it could go up with uh, upside market returns. And so there are strategies like that uh, that we use for bond alternatives. That could be an option for you. You know, you could also get um, not only just, you know, that income stream you got production from market volatility on a downside loss to your principal but you also can get tax deferred growth that means you're putting off the taxes while you're getting growth in that vehicle um, i'd say that you know if you're getting uh, income stream uh, that might go up over your lifetime if you can have tax deferral uh, if you've got uh, like a zero loss provision inside of that along with your at risk assets, and you've checked off all the other boxes, you're starting to get to a pretty solid plan, right? That sounds pretty good. Smart tax, right? Did you know that different investment accounts are taxed differently? Something we deal with all the time. It's a, it's a huge component in every conversation. So by understanding how uh, accounts are in different tax ask, tax class classes, then you can under, understand how taxes work for your money and how they might work over time. Right? And this is a way that you can, um, just be smart about, you know, your taxes. Okay. Uh, quickly here, um, people have heard this, but sometimes often misunderstood. I want to talk about Roth IRAs and this, this is a, a great way. And we've talked about it before how to divest the IRS out of your retirement plan. Wouldn't we all like to do that? Okay. So one of the ways to do that is with a Roth IRA. Um, So the Roth IRA is, is an after tax money. In contrast, the standard and traditional IRA is a pre-tax IRA where money goes in before it's taxed. Okay. It used to be, Hey, that sounds pretty good. However, if you think taxes are going up, not so much anymore. So. If we can all, like I say, get up on and, and line up under the sign that we'd like to live the rest of our life under, it would be the tax-free forever bucket. Agree? Can we all agree on that? All right. Agreed. We're all shaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all
2: shaking our heads and there's amens coming from the back of the pews there. Amen, brother. Preach it. Preach it. Um okay. So in a Roth, you put the money in, it's taxed at, like we're gonna go ahead and take our current scenario, it's taxed at potentially your lowest historical income tax rate you're ever gonna have in your life. If you think uh, that the prospect of tax rates going up over your lifetime is a real thing, and most people do. Most people I talk to say, I I can't imagine anybody saying no taxes are gonna go down. right? So this means that you'll pay taxes on the money you contribute to the account, but upfront. But how long is that tax-free? You know in the future well it's tax-free forever tax-free forever that's what i want so you get tax-free withdrawals uh you there there is no age limit for for contrib- you know for the contributions unlike traditional iras um there is no rmds required minimum distributions and by the way they changed it from 70 and a half um, I think that was either the TICTOR or the Secure Act. And then they moved that back to 72. So at 72, if you have a traditional IRA, you start taking money out of it. Why? Because they need to tax you, whether you like it or not, whether you need it or not. Uh, Roth IRAs do not have that. So um, that's a wonderful thing. You know, after 59 and a half, you can start taking money out that if you want, and there's no taxes. I'd rather take my money for retirement in a tax free fashion. Right. Um, There are several other many, um, you know, advisable, tax free sort of things that you can get. Those are life insurance policies that you could take withdrawals from. Right. That's tax free income that can be from any any kind of cash value policy that you have. And that uh, many times can come with chronic care provisions as well so we we hit like a ton of that you know why do you want to talk with a with a potentially an advisor what are the some things the risk you need to think about in your plan uh what are some of those great aspects about a Roth? and where can you get tax-free income we hit that ever so quickly here at the end and lastly i want to say is i want to remind you um what it's like to to work with us if you need somebody to talk to and a lot of people need somebody to 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 consult with, especially during this time. Um, Low stress, very easy. I talk, I make a commitment to talk to everybody that responds to the radio show or podcast myself. I just talked to a fellow today. It was great, great conversation, Uh, gave us some great feedback, complimented us on their on the show and said how educational that was. Um, But when you call us at 858-521-9700 or go by the retirementunbroken.com website, Make sure you ask us about getting your retirement unbroken report. And at the beginning of the show, I told you all the stuff that goes in. It's a really great benefit for folks in terms of getting clarity. So I want to thank you for stopping by. We are grateful to have you as listeners. Stop by the podcast, drop us a line, give us your questions. We'd love to talk to you. Um, This is Merit Strunk. You can listen to this show at 1 p.m. on Saturdays at 1170 a.m. and 96.1 FM in San Diego or anywhere you get podcast. And uh, please go ahead and drop by that website at retirementunbroken.com. It's been my pleasure to uh, be on the air with you today. And we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks for listening to Your Retirement Unbroken. You deserve to work with an experienced and licensed expert who will strategically work to protect and grow your hard earned assets. To schedule your complimentary no-obligation consultation with Merit, visit retirementunbroken.com or pick up the phone and call 858-521-9700. That's 858-521-9700. Advisory services are offered through Momentum Financial and Insurance Services, LLC, an investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through Merit Strunk, an independent agent, California license number 0L7510. Certified Financial Fiduciary is a FINRA recognized professional certification.